This morning on the third hour of today, sunken treasure, a shipwreck missing for centuries found on the ocean floor. And wait till you hear what it's worth. There's an unbelievable value in the gold and silver that's on this ship. So who gets to keep it? We're going to be live with this remarkable discovery. Then the King's Speech, a day of pomp and pageantry as King Charles III addresses Parliament for the first time, while Prince William heads out on his own historic trip. We're live in London. And movie magic, new life for a landmark theater that holds a special place in Hollywood history. And we've got the first look inside before opening night. Today, Tuesday, November 7th, 2023. Live from Studio 1A in Rockefeller Plaza, this is the third hour of today. Oh, we heard you a little bit. I know, you got busted. He does that every day. Uh, Good Tuesday. Welcome to this third hour of today. Craig, Al, Chanel, Dylan's enjoying the day off. 48 hours removed from your... Has it been 48 hours? Yes. Yeah. How do you feel? My legs feel. You were moving a little slowly. Yeah, I I feel like um, the first day, I think you must... I think you're still on adrenaline the first day. And then by the second day... Your legs are like, hey, what happened there? Well, you were were moving. You're going to get back out there. So they say a week. Okay. One of my colleagues said three days. I think a week off. Because I I do think it helps to kind of like shake it off. But I feel it like in my hamstrings, my quads. But you know what else? More importantly, I'm starting to feel... it's almost like the days after a wedding when oh. you planned, and except I didn't have to get married, you know. Right, exactly. It was more just, you know, I got married to myself. But you get to own it, and you get to, you get to yeah, drink it in. Yeah, it's starting to sink in. Wow. Thank you, by the way, for all the DMs, social media well, messages. Well, speaking of, yeah. Yeah. we just learned quite the fun fact about you, Miss Jones. What? Out of all of the runners who ran the race, you were the third most tracked runner for the entire race. The only... Yep. Two runners ahead of you were some YouTube stars that we don't know. No yeah. way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There were that many people wow. who were emotionally invested it, in, in seeing you. Yep. Thank you. I mean, you were crashing the app. I, oh, stop. You were. Seriously. Stop. Yeah. yeah. Every time I tried Surreal. to track it, boom, dropped and what's, out. What's weird, though, is apparently a lot of those folks are still tracking you. Yeah, I know. So you need to I turn off the I actually asked track. Al, I'm like, can they just track me home? Like, yeah, how does no, that no, work? No, yeah. But he cross, said, once you cross once the finish line. Once you cross, But seriously, I felt it. Whether you live in Des Moines or somewhere in Mississippi or L.A., I felt your vibes. So wow. thank you so much. And by the way, I want to talk with you guys today. So we are going to talk all things marathon and training recovery this morning. I'll be doing an Instagram live Q&A with Women's Health Magazine. We'll do it to make it easy. We'll just do it through the Today Show Instagram page. Oh, that's cool. That's this morning at 11 a.m. Eastern. So whatever you want to ask me. So and then you're going, to talk, you're going to talk about it on uh, Off the Rails. And then we'll do Off the Rails today. On Sirius XM Channel 108. Channel 108. So during the Q&A or on the radio show, is that when you're going to announce your next marathon? Ha <laughs> ha. No. <laughs> well, you say that now. Give it a rest no. and you'll see. My legs just said, what is that? They said, they said no. <laughs> All right. Well, now we've got a different kind of a race, a race to the bottom of the ocean. We're getting a, a first glimpses at a sunken treasure off the coast of Colombia that is worth billions of dollars. And our treasure hunter himself, Mr. Tom Costello. He's Tom, is it true they're calling this the Holy Grail of shipwrecks? Yeah, and you didn't do this number, billion. I, right? I did, but you couldn't I see it. I thought I would Yeah, <laughs> I thought I'd get that from you. Thank uh, you. You're right. The holy, I, the holy moly, the holy grail of treasure hunts. We're talking gold and silver and coins and jewels 
worth billions and billions of dollars, all of it loaded onto a Spanish warship that was sunk more than 300 years ago off Colombia. And now the president of Colombia has issued orders to raise that ship, to raise the treasure in just a few years. The new images are stunning. Lying 3,000 feet down on the ocean floor off Colombia, what may be the biggest sunken treasure ever. The remains of the Spanish galleon San Jose, complete with its cannons. Fine china litters the seabed, along with silver and gold coins and chests filled with emeralds. The potential value, hold your breath, as much as $20 billion. Our government decided that all that treasure is a national heritage and can't be divided, can't be separated. Last year, the former president of Colombia said he wanted the treasure and archaeological remains brought to the surface. So these riches can be made available to the world and appreciated through museum exhibitions. While Colombia won't provide the precise location, experts say the wreckage is located right about there, south of Cartagena, near the Islas del Rosario. In 1708, the San Jose was headed back to Spain, loaded down with 200 tons of treasure taken from Colombian and Peruvian mines using slave labor. But it ran into a British warship, which quickly sank the San Jose. Nearly all of the 600 people on board died. For 300 years, no one knew its exact location. In 1981, an American salvage company said it had discovered the wreckage, but the Colombian government declined to negotiate the salvage rights. Then in 2015, Colombia announced its own Navy had found the wreck in a different location announcing plans to recover the remains and place them in a national museum. This coin here was made in in Bogota, Colombia. So it's a Colombian gold. Brent Brisbane knows about Spanish treasures. In 2015, his team found another shipwreck off Florida, loaded with $4.5 million worth of coins. But the San Jose wreck, he says, dwarfs everything else. There's a tremendous amount of value in the archaeological history and and what can be gleaned there. But there's an unbelievable value in the gold and silver that's on this ship. When you're talking about going through an archaeological dig, you want to be as delicate as possible. And so to do that, it's going to be incredibly time consuming, more importantly, incredibly expensive. So many questions, Tom. I mean, first of all, how do they even from an operational standpoint, go about hoisting that ship. And if and when they do, who's got the best claim to it? Yeah, I'm not sure they're going to bring up the entire ship, but they are clearly going to need a a private partnership with the Colombian Navy. And then they're going to have to use ROVs. And here's what's different than the Titanic. To pick up these tiny coins, to go down and pick up the porcelain and all of that, you need a very delicate hand, right? So that'll be interesting to see how they can actually get it done. It's going to be a very delicate operation with a lot of expertise required. So they're not using a shop vac? Right, exactly. Uh, Tom, what about that American salvage company that said they found the location of the ship back in 1981? Yeah. Do they have any legal claims since they may have been the first to find it? Yeah, this is really interesting, right? They claim they identified the location. Columbia says, no, 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 it wasn't there. It was over here. Uh, that American company went to arbitration court in London claiming that they should get half the loot. Uh, and the Colombian government says, wait a minute, you have no jurisdiction over this. 
also, importantly, and this is so important, right? Spain, because this was a Spanish ship, in theory, Spain should get first rights. It was its ship. Ah, but it was really just taking advantage of Colombia. It had slaves in Colombia. It was taking all of their raw materials with slave labor, putting it on the ship to go back to Spain. So the Colombians are saying, wait a minute, no, no, no. This is our raw material, and it was taken by our people, uh, acting as slaves for you. Colombia should get all of the uh, riches here. And by the way, possession, as you know, is nine-tenths of the rule of law these days. That's right. Finders keepers. Finders wow. keepers. Right. That was great, Thank Tom. Much. Nobody, nobody brings us a story like I you, know. my friend. That's so interesting. All right. Well, now from all that treasure to the crown jewels on display in the U.K., King Charles donned the imperial state crown this morning in his first ever address my to Lord. Parliament. NBC's Molly Hunter is live at Buckingham Palace with all the pomp and circumstance. Molly, good morning. Hey guys, good morning from a fairly sunny Buckingham Palace, actually, all the pomp, circumstance and some politics. We actually saw King Charles and Queen Camilla go by here in the Diamond Jubilee State Coach on their way to Parliament. Queen Camilla actually sporting the same dress she wore at the coronation. But this is the first King's speech to Parliament in more than seven decades. And King Charles opened it up with a tribute to his mother. Take a look. This morning, King Charles ready to open Parliament for the first time as monarch traveling the mile from Buckingham Palace to Westminster on this chilly November morning. In the symbolic role of his protector, his sister, Princess Anne, the so-called gold stick in waiting. My lords. Then, on a gilded throne, Charles reading out the king's speech, and this year, wearing the crown. Last year, standing in for his mother, the queen, just months before her death, but placing the crown to the side. It's a role the late Queen Elizabeth played for seven decades. And meanwhile, on the other side of the world, the next in line, Prince William, on a whirlwind trip leading up to today's Earthshot Awards, even having some fun in Singapore. Overnight, meeting with the finalists before the awards are officially announced. We give them the support and all the help we can do so that their impacts uh, are magnified greater than what they're already doing. The Earthshot Prize, now in its third year, is awarded to five winners for their innovative solutions to the planet's biggest challenges. So it's all about scale now. My job is to really kind of bring the money and the capital and the private sector into the Earthshot and meet the solutions and go, come on, how can we scale? How can we do more? Today's awards presented by a star-studded lineup including Kate Blanchett and spotted on the green carpet band One Republic and Jacinda Ardern. But missing on the green carpet this year is the Princess of Wales, who stunned last year in Boston. Each winner receives a grant of a million pounds, about $1.2 million for their innovations and projects. Now, big dreams and big ambitions on display at the Earthshot Awards. We actually do know who won in those five organizations. They're working on everything from electric vehicles to protecting forest ecosystems, ocean conservation, illegal fishing, carbon credit marketplaces, and food waste, just to name a few. Really cool organizations getting serious money. And you can see Prince William's smile. This is an award show uh, and a project very, very close to his heart. Guys? Mm -hmm. Uh, Molly, thanks so much. Appreciate it. Thank you, Molly. All right, coming up, our Consumer Confidential, how to know when you need to hire a lawyer and how to pick the one that's right for you. And then later, a first look inside a historic Hollywood theater that's been reborn and the painstaking work to restore it to its former glory. We'll be right back.
This morning in our Consumer Confidential, a subject that can be confusing and stressful. How do you know when it's time to hire a lawyer? Whether you're starting a business, buying a house, you may need one on your side, but where do you even start? Here to help guide us, Sarah Azari, criminal trial attorney in Los Angeles, also host of the wildly popular podcast, The Presumption. Don't you know the other person? Jim Griffin. <laughs> so with, with my buddy Jim, you carry the full show. Disclosure. Uh, full disclosure. Full disclosure. I carry try. The... So, I mean, listen, you, you watch Law & Order, you watch Suits, mm-hmm. you, you might think you know a little bit of something about law, mm-hmm. but the reality is we don't. So how do we know when it's time to actually hire someone like you? I think that the, the, the rule of thumb is that if you're wondering whether you need a lawyer, you need a lawyer. You need to at least have a consultation. These okay. days they offer you 30 minutes for free. You could do it by Zoom. And I always say, don't mess with the three L's. Life, liberty, and liability. Ooh. Talk to a lawyer. Life, okay. liability, and liability. That's good. So you can, there are some things you can do yourself and some things you need a lawyer for. What are the things you need a lawyer for? So you definitely need a lawyer if you're setting up an estate or, you know, wills and trusts and things like that. They're so nuanced and they deal with your life's worth of property and assets. You need a lawyer for marrying and divorcing. So I always say, look, marry up so you don't need a prenup. But if you do need a prenup, you, not only you need a lawyer, but your uh, your spouse needs a lawyer, yeah. too. So you need mm-hmm. two. It's kind of costly. Okay. When you're divorcing, you also need a lawyer because you might have children at issue, child custody sure. issues, alimony, sure. division of property. You need a lawyer. You also need a lawyer, for example, for purchasing a home. It's mm-hmm. only a couple hours of the lawyer's time, but there's all these like fine print sure. waivers in there. What if your home blows up? I mean, you know, and you've waived sure. your, your claim. Expunging criminal records is another example. And then, of course... If the popo knock on your door, you're under investigation, <laughs> or you're charged. Is that a legal term? I haven't heard that in a while. <laughs> I've been saying police for so okay. long, it's the, now popo. The popo. Um, you know, you definitely, I mean, you definitely need, need a lawyer, help. and one will be appointed to you if you can. And can't then afford. what could yeah. you do on your own? So look, you get a traffic citation. It's not worth getting a lawyer. Go to court, set it for trial. If the cop shows up, then you can ask for a lesser fine. If he doesn't, the case is dismissed. Mm-hmm. You also don't need one for a living will, which we all need for, you know, life end-of-life sort of circumstances, it's a form that's available on all the legal aid platforms like LegalZoom, for example. Mm, right. You don't need a, a, um, a lawyer for that. Also, if somebody's injured as a result of a car accident in your home or your business, that's what you're paying money to the insurance company. It's like all they're, the TV commercials. Oh, we see all the commercials yeah, that say, oh, oh no, don't like, go with the insurance, get a lawyer. No, they're just, that's a scam. You okay. call your insurance company, you make a claim, mm-hmm. and then they use their lawyers to basically okay. find right. you. Oh, well, that was my question. You asked it. So, I was, so if you're looking to oh, find it, I know he did. Oh, so I was like, Yana says Jones. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> so if you're looking to find an attorney, talk about how you find a good attorney. So look, the first thing you do, we're like doctors. We have specialties, right? So you first figure out what kind of lawyer you need and you yeah. can go to Google for that, figure it out. Then the best um, referral comes from other lawyers that you've liked and used or family and friends who've had lawyers. So you go to them and you say, Hey, I need this kind of lawyer. Who do you think I should call? And then set up three consultations. Oh, this wow. is a relationship. This, this requires trust, communication, some level of compassion and caring. Talk to the lawyer about their experience and expertise. Talk to them about your problem. Are there How legal gonna... fees up front or do you wait? Well, the commercials say well, there's you all wait kinds of legal the... fees. Oh, lots of fees. <laughs> but, but you also get a chance to ask about their rates, you know, mm. so you need to ha- make an informed decision and you need to speak to as many as you Is can. Is there a standard, you know, like 
agents sometimes are 10% or whatever for, for attorneys. Is there any no, kind girl, of standard? It <laughs> depends on the situation. But do, you, do you always get what you pay for? Well, that's the thing. I mean, uh, you do. You do. Usually, you really do. You really do. I think, like a true attorney. I think, I listen, I think if you're paying too little uh, and, and all the other guys are, are quoting that's you fair. a lot, that's a you red get What happens if you're in with this attorney and then you don't like them? Oh. You know? Well, you can get rid of them. That's, you know, you, you have the right to fire an attorney at any time for any reason. You don't even have to give a reason. But the most important thing your viewers need to know is that everything you have said to that lawyer is privileged and confidential. So it doesn't matter if you hate me, you cuss me out, you don't hire me, you don't pay me. I can't go around and talk about your That's private good. information okay. regarding your case. That's Thank important. you, Sarah. That was Thank great. You, Sarah. Thanks for coming. Such in. a pleasure to be with you guys. Mm-hmm. Me too. Okay, coming up, we're going to unlock all those hidden features you didn't know your phone had, like how do you block all those annoying spam calls and texts. Mm. But first, we're going to take a look at a historic Hollywood theater that nearly fell into disrepair. But wait till you see it now. Third Hour of Today is back in just 60 seconds. So excited about this. This morning, we're getting a first look at an iconic Los Angeles landmark that's been reborn. Born. The Grauman's Egyptian Theater was the site of the very first Hollywood movie premiere. Oh. And guess what? It's now enjoying a resurgence thanks to a surprising new owner. NBC's Liz Croix brings us inside for a sneak peek. Hey, Liz. Good morning. Hey guys, good morning. This was so cool. Everyone's likely heard of Grauman's Chinese Theater. You know where the movie star handprints are on Hollywood Boulevard. But what you may not have heard about is the Egyptian Theater, just blocks away. It is a huge part of Hollywood history. And after a multi-million dollar renovation, it is reopening to the public this Thursday. It's the site of some of Hollywood's most famous movie premieres, My Fair Lady, Oklahoma, Charlie Chaplin's The Gold Rush, and even the first ever premiere in red carpet for Robin Hood in 1922. When the Grauman's Egyptian Theater opened that year on Hollywood Boulevard, it immediately became a Los Angeles fixture, five years before the nearby Grauman's Chinese Theater. But despite the Egyptian theater's place in cinema history, in recent decades, the movie palace fell into disrepair, made worse by the devastating 1994 Northridge earthquake. Pieces of the walls fell out of the building and part of the frame started to crack. The theater was almost demolished, but saved by nonprofit American Cinematheque, which bought it from the city for just a dollar. Then in 2019, an unlikely investor came calling, Netflix. They had to do it all by hand with those brushes. Saving the Egyptian theater is a labor of love for Netflix co-CEO Ted Sarandos, who we sat down with last week before the official reopening. I think about this building, I think about the Hollywood sign as being probably the two most important pieces of Hollywood history available to the public. When people think of Netflix, they think of sitting at home on your couch streaming. They might be surprised Netflix investing in an in-person movie theater. Yeah, look, when you step into a business, you have to be a net contributor. And I feel like for us, it was really important to contribute to the history of this industry. I can't preserve the economics of it, but we can definitely preserve the experience of it. Over the past four years, the streaming giant has spearheaded a $70 million renovation to restore the theater back to its 1920s glory. This was a huge renovation. This building had to be totally retrofitted right down to the foundation. The ambitious project documented in Netflix's upcoming short feature, Temple of Film, and led by historic architect Peyton Hall. These are colors that we discovered under the paint. We didn't imagine these. 
The hieroglyphic art restored and repainted, the original ceilings uncovered, even a replica of the very first sign has been installed outside. Right here is where they had that first ever Hollywood red carpet. The facade looks just like it did that night in 1922, but the technology inside, that is very different. The theater updated with state-of-the-art projectors and Dolby Atmos audio. This is a 1922 theater with 2023 technology. Absolutely, yes. Netflix plans to use the space for its theatrical releases and special screenings, starting this week with David Fincher's The Killer, starring Michael Fassbender. We are talking in the middle of the SAG-AFTRA strike. Are you hopeful that we're soon going to see actors walk the red carpet here? I'm very hopeful. We're working hard. We're at the table. I'm very hopeful we get to a speedy conclusion. And once inside, you can't help but feel some nostalgia. It feels like you're transported back in time, like Charlie Chaplin coming in here. That's the idea. A journey back to the glory days of Hollywood right here at the Egyptian Theater. And I have to say, it is truly gorgeous. And something else that's fun, on weekends, the theater is going to screen classic films as part of their partnership with American Cinematheque. It's one of just five theaters in the country that can show movies on nitrate film. And I asked Netflix CEO Ted Sarandos what his vision is for the theater long term. He said he hopes it becomes a destination for both tourists and movie lovers around the world. That's fantastic. Absolutely. Liz, thanks for sharing. Thank that. you, Liz. appreciate it. It looks beautiful. Coming up, there's one you want to stick around for, Tech X. Expert Jen Jolly going to show us how our smartphones and how smart they really are, including some features that, get this, can help with laundry day, even car trouble. Then later, easy ways to plan a picture-perfect Holloway get-together, how to get your home nice and cozy for all your guests. Third hour of the day, I'll be right back. We are back with some eye-opening tech that we already have in our pockets. They call them smartphones for a reason. So here to show us how to get more out of our devices today is Jennifer Jolly. We love her, nationally syndicated tech life columnist for USA Today. Good morning to you. Hey, Jen. Good morning. We always love this. I know. You always show us things we have no idea. Okay. Everybody's updated to iOS 17 here, right? Okay. Okay. That's the biggest thing. So these little pocket computers, they can do so much more than just tap, snap, and swipe, starting with those frustrating spam calls. You can block them because sometimes it'll say spam in the caller ID. As long as you have a carrier that supports that, you can set that up to kind of note that. But why don't we just block them for good? Sure. So you go in. I have all these missed spam calls, right? So go in there. You just tap that little eye icon, swipe down to the bottom, tap block this caller, block contact. If you want to ever decide that, oops, I actually need that one, you can go back and unblock them. You can also do the same thing with text messages. Go in there. Everybody's getting those USPS fake. Yeah. Report junk. Delete and report junk. Does that work? They're gone forever. It really? works. But they keep changing the numbers. Oh, they do keep changing the numbers, but they are looking for takers on the other end. Sure. So if you just keep blocking them, deleting them, and they can't get to you, eventually they'll move on to somebody when else you, they can bug. Okay. When you block the number and they, and they try to call back, what do they hear? Nothing. Yeah. It, it just goes, It's like it's a bad number. It goes number. to the netherworld. And then yeah. they let it go. That's interesting. And that's okay. really good. The worst thing you can do is engage with them because yeah. they say, hey, we've got a live one on this, and they'll just keep hounding you. So okay. Just block, Ignore. report. Show yeah. us how, how these things can help with laundry. Oh, my gosh. So this is iOS 17. Mm-hmm. Take a picture. All these, you know, cryptic laundry symbols. Yep. You just snap a photo. No way. The way it is 
amazing. So this little eye symbol here will turn into what looks like a little washing machine. There it goes. No Tap that. Look up laundry care. Shows you what all of those symbols mean. And then if you want to know more about that, why can't I tumble dry that? It'll take you to a page wow. that will explain that to you. Very similar on many Android phones. You can do it with Google Lens. Mm -hmm. uh, I had it work just fine wow. with Google Lens. I had to add laundry cool. care yeah. to have it happen. You can also use a wow. third-party app for that. And you know what? I just read you can do it with your car dashboard. Mm -hmm. Like you see a light on and you don't know what that what it means. Yes, and we have that happen oh, all the time. Pictures. So, <laughs> so there we go. So this. same kind of thing. You snap a photo of that dashboard. You click that little eye at the bottom, wow. look up auto symbol. Wow. Same thing. This look is all that. part of visual lookup. That's brilliant. As long as you're on iOS 17, that's, you that's should have cool. that on I your iPhone that. too. That, Isn't that awesome? And, and Jen, you were showing us earlier how you can virtually try on clothes. And this can uh, yes. lead to hours It could go sideways. Wait, yeah. could, yes. Yeah. Okay, so virtual clothes try-ons using augmented reality. This is something that's just starting out. Walmart's doing it through their app. Mm -hmm. uh, you can do it through a Google photo search or Google Lens app. But I use an app called Ayuda. Ayuto is the Italian word for help or assistance. You can do all kinds of things in this particular app. It's free. So you take a photo. It works best with a full body photo. Okay. And then you decide, hey, you know, do I want to follow a trend, an influencer? I I got really into the Barbie pink core. Oh, look at you. Chanel, you wear that dress well. Wait, that is hilarious. So I took one full body picture of you, Chanel, and we can try on all <laughs> these wish. different outfits. And then you can swipe up from there. And if you see something you like, you can buy it. You can buy it. Wow. Of course, you can also ask a fashion expert, a designer, which outfit looks best. Of course, we tried this with the men too, and I just found pictures of you guys that I took off of Google. Okay, Any kind, it. it works best if you're wearing shorts and you're standing oh. straight forward. This is Brad Pitt. Oh, look at oh, that! Yeah. Oh, I like that. Yeah, that's so kind of cool. That's Brad Pitt stuff, and this is a picture of you, I think, on Christmas from last year or something. Yeah, but. We Let's also, you can well, he try. actually owns that outfit. Oh, look at that. Oh, yeah. How cool. Do you guys, you can try wow. on Wait, tuxedos. You can try on denim. Wow. It's great to see, you know, what color looks best on me. I don't like that. So, no, no, I don't like, like that. I that. love this. This is like, what AI should be all about. AIUTA. That's pretty cool. Free app. Yeah, isn't that, that is, great? Wow. I, okay. Now. Yeah, I was about to say one more new feature for iPhones that helps you share where you are with your friends. How many times have you said, hey, let me know that you get home okay? And with mm -hmm. the holidays Absolutely. and everything coming up, so Apple has this new check-in feature. So you go to your messages. You mm -hmm. have to instigate it yourself. Okay. So you go to your messages okay. and you tell somebody who you, you want to just keep an eye on you. And you tap that. I held that too that long. You side. tap that little plus button down there. Scroll down. You got to look. And you go to check-in. Check oh. All right. So let your friend know when you arrive. iPhone keeps track of your progress. You can continue. Wow. You can include the specific data that you want, including, hey, she stopped for a long time or her battery well, is dying. Well, you can do it with your kids, your That's teenagers, kids. you know, college students. The trick here is that you, the college student has to do it. They have to launch that check-in with right. you. You can't do if it you're for them. You're paying for the phone. You tell that college student. That <laughs> or high school you, student. Right, exactly. I totally bribe my daughter. Exactly. That's yeah. exactly. I want to know that you're home safely. Yeah. You do this and I'll Get you a pony. Jen, that's it great. Work She's well. not a pony. Those are great, great <laughs> Thank relax. you, Jen. Thank you. Very, yeah. very good. Okay. I enjoyed that. All right, coming up, um, we're going to show you how to make your home warm and inviting for the holidays. We have an expert 
in all things cozy. Ooh. And then later in today's food, a, a cozy cookie recipe that's uh, it's a little sweet and it's a little salty. It's just, just like yourself. I, you, I was just about to say, just like that. <laughs> no, no, I'll tell you right back after this. You beat me to it. <laughs> you slow, you blow. <laughs> If you're hosting Thanksgiving this year, we have some simple ways to make your home feel warm and cozy for all of those guests. I'm here to show us how to do it. Liz Marie Galvin. Liz Marie is a lifestyle blogger, content creator, author of uh, Create Your Own Cozy, 100 Practical Ways to Love Your Home and Your Life. That looks like a really cool I book. I love that. Thank you. It came out today. Oh, yeah. Congratulations. So, Congratulations. Happy book birthday. Well, it smells yes. good over here. Let's get started. So you make a good point. When folks walk into your house, your apartment, wherever you live, you should have a little music to set the mood. Yeah. So if you're anything like me heading into the holiday season, you're stressing about hosting. Yeah. And so what I like to do is lean into my definition of cozy, which is my five senses being at peace at once. Oh. And I use that as my checklist. And starting with one that people maybe don't think about when they think about hosting, and that's sound. Yeah. Having a playlist going through your home as your guest center really sets the mood. And using a record player, it looks cozy yep. and it sounds cozy. Cozy. And I find records all the time at thrift shops like this one yeah. for less than $5. Mm -hmm. And I love displaying it next to the record player because it acts uh, as seasonal art. Really and nice. it's a great talking point for your guests. I love that. Oh, that's yeah. That is nice. And yeah. you say if you're not, if food isn't your strong point, Ooh, you can lean into drink, which, and this is, smells so good. Yeah. So we're hitting smell and taste mm. with this one. And guilty as charged, I'm not a great cook. So I love greeting my guests with a drink mm. bar because they're able to serve themselves and then I'm less stressed because I'm able to mingle while they snack and mm. grab their own drink as they want. Yep. Mm, so fragrant. it works out. What's they forget here? you this can't cook. It smells like the holidays. Uh, Ooh, apple nice. Yeah, and you can customize it. Apple cider with yeah. cinnamon sticks yep. and orange. Warm. Yep. Yeah. Now look at this. This is absolutely this is a Thanksgiving beautiful. table. Yeah, where do we start here? Yeah, so for me, my biggest tip when you're hosting is set the table the day before. Mm -hmm. Get as much done as you can prior to your party. Before the day of, you'll be less stressed. I love using a mix of old and new items. You can see we have a lot of vintage items and new. Um, one thing I love to collect vintage is napkin rings. And if you pull uh -huh. the napkin through like this, it hides any wrinkles. So uh. your guests won't notice, and you can not have to iron the day of and be stressed mm -hmm. about that. You make a good point, though, about doing it the day before. That's yeah. Really oh, yeah. Smart. What's the story on the Polaroid cameras? So I love encouraging a tech-free party. Put your phones away. Yes. And we keep our phones out to take photos. And then we stress about capturing memories as well as the host. Why not put it on your guests? I have love them that. grab a camera that you have scattered around, uh -huh. take photos, capture the memories, and then they can bring it home at the end of the party as a little party favor. That's, that's really nice. cute. You remember yeah. we used to do that with throwaway cameras, oh, like yeah, weddings. Disposables. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's great. And also, you say for like play settings, instead of, you know, set cards, use some vintage uh, postcards. Yeah, this is another item I love picking up at the thrift store for different seasons. Um, and these are all Thanksgiving themed. You can use them as place card holders like we have here. You can make a DIY garland with them, put them in your centerpiece. And also you can encourage your guests to write what they're thankful for on them. Oh. And um, they can also take that home as a party favor too. So it's just a really great thing for your guests to engage with. I love that. I and you talk that. about bringing the outside inside as well. Yes. How do you do that? Yeah. So Let me guess, thrift shop. 
<laughs> thrift shop, but you go outside too. So we have a thrifted little vase here. I love going out to my yard and clipping branches, grabbing mm. pine cones, um, acorns, whatever there is to harvest, and bringing it inside for your everyday decor and seasonal decor. It, yeah. it amplifies your table and just makes it so pretty right like away. The, the earth and it's free. And when you have to swap out seasonal decor, you maintain it doesn't have to be expensive. No, it's free. What'd you yeah. do with those, those pillows? Yeah, so when we think of cozy, we automatically think of throws and pillows. It's yes. the number one thing we think of, touching those. It's a great way to bring in your seasonal color palette and texture for the season. One thing people stress about is storing seasonal decor. And so what I recommend is using the same pillow form season to season. Are these and, covers? Yes, and just switch out the pillow covers. Oh, so when you're yeah. buying pillows, Make sure it has an enclosure on it. And so you just have to store the pillow cover, not the whole like pillow. Like pet peeve. I have a lot of pillows. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of what a shock. So, yeah. <laughs> I'm stunned. Yeah. A lot of throw pillows. Thank you. Thank you Thank for having you. me. Uh, by the way, that book that we showed you there, Create Your Own Cozy, that out book today. is out today. Happy book birth. Looks great. All righty. Well, coming up, we've got something sweet you can make for your guest at your party. Whole new way to eat candy. We're on a roll in today food. Third hour today. I'll be right back. Today Food is sponsored by Rolo, creamy caramels wrapped in rich chocolate candy. We are back with Today Food, and our morning just got a little bit sweeter, mm-hmm. thanks to a baking pro. Maya Camille Broussard is the chef and owner behind the bakery Justice of the Pies. Just opened your first South side of Chicago. So proud of you. And now you're going to whip up two sweets. First one is a, is a, a sea salt caramel cookie. Yes, uh, this is a sea salt Rolo chip cookie. Okay. And um, the key to a really good cookie, I think, is uh, using light brown sugar. Mm-hmm. So we're going to cream. Did the you sugars. say light brown sugar? Light yeah. brown Don't sugar. Or Chanel. <laughs> that was her nickname in high school. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're going to cream this on medium high until it's well blended. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to add in our oh, A's. Yep. Okay. And we do that one at a time to create oh, an okay. emulsion because eggs and butter really don't like each other. Oh, I didn't know that. Also add Wait, eggs and what don't like each eggs other? Eggs and butter. <laughs> really? Yeah, they don't. It's too, you know, the fat and the protein. Okay. But here's another secret is using dark corn syrup oh. to give it a bit of chewiness. And then a little bit of, you know, help with the flavor. We're adding mm. some vanilla extract. So once that is cream, then we're going to move over to our dry ingredients. Okay. Mm-hmm. We have flour, baking soda, baking powder, cinnamon, oh, yeah. and oats. So we're going to whisk that together. Mm-hmm. And then what we do is we combine the dry ingredients with the wet ingredients. So okay. that goes in here. Okay. Can you put that in there for me? Mm-hmm. So then how do the, the Rolos come into effect? And um, so here's the trick. This is the... Um, dark chocolate sea salt Rolo. Oh, so they end up themselves. They're delicious. Mm-hmm. Now, okay. what I do before I chop this is I freeze it. So you know what? I think we're good on that. I think oh, we're good. Oh, 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 no, I, oh, we're good. no, I didn't. Oh, I didn't. Oh, I didn't I think it's not. It's not it's good. in there. That, that's okay. That's right. good. Good. Dark chocolate Very sea good. salt Rolos. Done. Stay. Okay. All right. So we're going to freeze, um, it first? freeze these first okay. because it makes it easier to chop. Okay. So you could chop it individually, so or you, if you, you know, if you're really fancy, you could just chop it like this uh-huh. and create little pieces. We're going to combine that into our cookie batter, mm-hmm. scoop it out. 
Now, before you actually bake the cookies, I would suggest that you chill it for an hour so that you could fortify the butter oh, that's in the cookies. And then make sure you is that with all cookies, Camille, or is that just with this particular? I would do that for most cookies, okay, actually. Okay. We want to make sure and we leave enough time And then once we bake that off, we have our Wollo mm. chip oh my God. cookies. This is delicious. And now this oh. is the Wollo Oh. Uh-oh. So we have our dry ingredients, which include mm. sugar and uh, flour. And then mm. we have our yeast mixture, which we're going to pour in. And we will miss that. No, also. no, don't let them do it, Mike. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> don't trust We're them. using a bread hook. So that's really important uh, to use a bread hook when you're making bread or cinnamon rolls. Mm-hmm. Really? And then once that is oh actually God. combined and proofed, mm-hmm. we are going to also focus on our filling. So in the filling, we have margarine. Mm-hmm. We have dark brown sugar, oh vanilla salt, and... To make this easier to actually blend together, we put in heavy cream. Ooh, so oh we're going to blend God. that That's together. Cool. And now we have our dough, which is already proofed and is rolled out. Mm-hmm. And we have our filling, which Al is currently putting together. But I magically have some yes. filling right, already right. made. Here we go, so Al. we're going to uh, put that on here, spread it out evenly. So that's already decadent, right? Yes. But we're going to make it even more decadent by putting in Rolo chips. So we're going to chop it up, freeze it, chop it up just like we did before. And then we are going to sprinkle that throughout the um, the cinnamon dough batter. You roll it up. And then you are going to slice this about three Mm. inches uh, in size. Mm -hmm. Now, some people say you could use uh, dental floss in order to Ah. cut your cinnamon rolls. But I like using a bread. But unused dental floss. Okay. Correct. (laughs) So we put this in the baking dish and you let it proof for Mm. um, another half an hour or so Mm. until your rolls have doubled. And then you bake it for 12 minutes and voila. That's it. Just 12 minutes. Delicious. Sauce there. Very good, my Camille. Let me tell you what's special about these rolls, okay. in addition to the Rolos, is instead of using cream cheese frosting, yeah. we're using chocolate cream cheese frosting. Oh, my God. Oh my Caramel God. sauce is sea salt. Girl, wow. this is, oh. where's your place in <laughs> Chicago? Southside. Where's your place in Chicago? The South Side? Say that again? Your place in Chicago. It so is people on the South Side of Chicago in right. Avalon. So I do a similar uh, cinnamon roll there. Justice of the pies. Yeah. Right there. Thank you. All right. <laughs> oh. Mike, Camille, Yum. always great to see you. Thanks so much. Delicious. And for these recipes, head to today.com slash food. Third hour of the day, right back. This is delicious. Woo. We are going to have a crowd tomorrow. Mm. Tomorrow in the third hour of today, music superstar Jungkook is going to take over our plaza. Cannot wait. Meantime, coming up, Jenna and her sister Barbara are going to be catching up with Chip and Joanna Gaines. We will see you back here tomorrow. Have a fantastic Have a good day, day. everybody.